Today in Agronomy on KFILAM AM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. Today is September 23rd, and this is episode number 41, Josh. So really getting up there in our rankings of, our, of the number of episodes we have. Yeah, and this is kind of our, our first episode of the year that um, we kind of actually got some more harvest going on, especially from a soybean standpoint and looking at the GDUs and just kind of the the accumulation of heat here down the stretch of September with some early corn. I think um, by next week's show, we'll probably have some early you know corn reports too coming out of the field. I expect someone to be out there by this weekend catching some of that early corn. Yeah, because GDU-wise, we're sitting around out of Preston for that April 20th planting date. We're about 2384. So you figure for kind of the middle ground on a lot of our hybrids, the GDUs to black layer would be 2,400. So a lot of those products are sitting right there. And as I'm out, out and about in the fields, that, that, sticks, that sticks pretty true to where we're sitting uh, GDU wise. So I'm going to hold you to it though, that you said someone's going to get started this weekend. So if they oh, yeah, don't, you're I'm, on your Weather permitting, weather permitting. I got to put that out there just to, just to cover myself there. And uh, yeah, looking at the two week forecast, Ellie, you know, we're still, um, it looks like we're we're kind of scheduled to pick up another 135, 40 here the next two weeks. Um, you know, from a corn maturity standpoint, we're we're in pretty good shape. But when you get these kind of warm temps with a lot of corn right at black layer or, or a little beyond that, um, really good for dry down. And you know, days like um, you know Monday and Tuesday, you know, wouldn't be surprised if some corn that was black layer, you know, shaved off three quarters of a point or a little bit more. Um, so yeah, just in a great spot. I, I always like to get to black layer by September 20th. And if you get 10 days of September, that's kind of our, our good dry down weather. Cause once we get past October 5th, um, days get short, it gets cold. It's hard to, to dry things down, but, um, no, we're in a great spot here on the, the corn crop and bean harvest underway. But, um, maybe to kick off Allie, we've been talking quite a bit about, um, you know, disease off and on throughout the whole summer. And we talked quite a bit about tar spot, uh, last winter, kind of through the season, if it was showing up. Um, kind of been quiet on that front. However, really since our last episode a week ago, um, we've been out scouting fields and it appears as if uh, the rain and the cool weather after Labor Day there really kicked into our spot across Southeast Minnesota. Yeah. And I think if you look at that, as we get east of 52, certainly feels that it's a touch more prevalent, but even as we're starting to move west um, into Minnesota, the areas that we're working in, we are, it's a lot easier to find as we're walking into these fields. Unfortunately, I think, the timing of when it's coming in this growing season, it doesn't feel like it'll be at a level where it's going to be yield limiting to folks. But you think about if we would have had some of these cool, wet conditions a couple weeks earlier, this story could have looked quite a bit different. And like you mentioned, ourselves and our teams, we've been out keeping an eye on this throughout the growing season. Um, and now that we are seeing it in a, in a greater way, we did want to make sure we're communicating everyone um, with everyone today, just because this is something that's not going to go away once it's here. And it's really important to make sure that we're managing some of this properly as we move into next year's growing season. What's kind of your take overall on some of this? Yeah, a couple things. Um, you know, the first thing it, um, where I've ran into tar spot, previous crop really doesn't seem to be playing a big role. Uh, some of the worst tar spot fields I've walked are actually corn on soybeans, um, even though, you know, survives in the corn residue it's like i'm sure there's some corn on corn fields that are they're equally as bad i just maybe haven't walked them specifically yet um but really previous crop not playing a big role the second part that really caught my eye and we talked about this through some other episodes Allie, was just the pace at which this disease can can spread on a plant and if we think back to early september where you know maybe is that maybe a one tar spot lesion or two yeah not sure you know you fast forward about 12 days 
And now there's some plants that have tar spot lesions top to bottom that are probably counting in the thousands of lesions. So just thinking about how fast we went from very little infection to a lot of infection, maybe not going to be a huge yield limiting factor this year. However, like you said, great point, if this was two weeks sooner, if that disease would have progressed at this pace, um, it would have been a little bit of a panic and we would have saw some, some pretty significant yield losses, maybe upwards of you know, 20 to 40 bushel per acre if that would have expanded uh, in the middle of August, first, uh, the first part of September. Because just for perspective, and this was a study that came out of, from some of our counterparts in Wisconsin, they had some hybrid evaluation studies and they put some numbers to what this yield loss could look like. And they consistently talked about an eight to 14 bushel yield loss per 10% tar spot severity on those, on the ear leaf. Um, so just to kind of give you a gauge for what this what this can do and how destructive it can be. But I was glad you hit on crop rotation. I've had a lot of questions of now that it's here, what do I do? Um, is crop rotation going to help me? So I think you hit on that well. You know, another one has been how are fungicides going to help me uh, moving down the stretch? Certainly fungicides are going to show some effectiveness in reducing um, some of these tar spot symptoms. However, there is one key thing that we move as kind of our number one in terms of controlling tar spot and that's going to be hybrid selection. There's going to be a lot of variability and um, hybrid susceptibility to tar spot. So that's something that as you're making your decisions these fall, um, really important to hone in on tar spot wise. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and when we come on a break, we'll, we'll maybe touch on tar spot here a little bit more, and then we'll roll into some early soybean harvest and some considerations from, from that standpoint. <laughs> 